Hi, I'm Nico. And I'm Rashmi. Welcome to the Anything But After Show, where we bring a listener on to talk about this month's episode. In this After Show, we're going to be chatting about anything but Razor scooters with Carlton Kelvin. Today, we are joined by one of our good friends, Levi. Do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited, um, and it's great to see all of you guys again. Uh-huh. That was a lot about us, but not a lot about you. So, what can you tell our listeners about yourself? Oh, okay. Well, I am, I guess I'm a sophomore at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, I'm an environmental studies major. Um, and uh, in my free time, I like to hang out and play squash. So that's, that's a little bit about me. Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us this, uh, this evening, I guess, for all of us. Uh, we're coming to you from three different states, actually. I'm in California, Rashmi's in Georgia, and Levi's over in North Carolina. So we got a lot of the U.S. covered here. But uh, anyway, we're going to start this after show off with kind of whatever you want to talk about, Levi. If there's anything that stood out from the Carlton Calvin episode, anything that surprised you that you were particularly interested in, anything at all like that, we want to turn the floor over to you. And if it goes off and turns into a tangent about something completely unrelated, that's Sweet. totally cool, too. But while you start, start grounded in the episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, awesome podcast. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks. Uh, I think everything this guy has invented has been really cool. Um, I think when he brought up, I was like, okay, so I had to look up what a pog and slammer was because I think I'm a little too young. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I think we all are. It's okay. And I looked it up, right? And it looked like a, a thin disc or whatever. And it's how does this man put a scorpion in it? Like, I was, I still have some questions about that. Um, how do you like, how do you get a scorpion in such a small disc? But, and it was just really interesting to see that there was just so much demand for, for all of for this product. And I was not expecting, and I think there's just so much demand for every single like entrepreneurial venture made even though if that even though that demand may have not lasted like even a year yeah Um, the the thing with those scorpions too that's something that while we were preparing for that episode we read that and we're like okay we need to know more about this so that's why we kind of opened with that question mm -hmm. what the heck does it even look like to spend like half a year developing these scorpions and he was talking about the drying, like, easy-bake oven style. I think, Rashmi, you were like, it's like an easy-bake oven. Like, easy-baking, you know, <laughs> scorpions in his house that turned into a cockroach invasion. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. That was... And to think that they just come over in barrels full of scorpions. Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could stomach opening, like, an oil drum-type thing having it full of scorpions yeah so i think it's a different experience the, not the many people had it no, no but not many people <laughs> can say that they did i like that we got to talk to him about other things because like everyone knows like razor like their products their scooters so when you are talking to people about their like process of getting there i think a lot of the times it's easy to assume that it just like follows a nice kind of path that's like somewhat related so I liked at least getting to talk to him about like very unrelated things that were still on his path to going into Razor. 
Yeah, I, it is really interesting to just to see, like, I guess even with the Scorpion product, Scorpion Pog and Slammer thing, like he was able to find, like he was able to find that niche and like that need for the product. And he was able to do that for all these other really random products. Um, like just at the time, and they're so creative and so out there, but he was successful in almost all of these ventures. So like for some reason that was like, just his really like his creative entrepreneurial mindset was something I've never seen in that capacity before. And so that was really, really, really interesting to learn about. And like, I think one of the things too we see with entrepreneurship is that, you know, someone will have an idea, kind of latch onto it and take that for years, right? Some people work on the same idea for decades. Carlton Calvin kind of rolled with the punches because what he said, what he said is I've made my living off of, you know, crazy for 10 year olds. Right. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. it's like it's in for a couple of months and then it's out. So having that kind of adaptability, I think is really admirable and really impressive in such a fast changing industry. You have to have that kind of skill and that ability to pivot. And he's probably the best example I've seen in a long time of someone who is so good at pivoting quickly. And like you said, the most niche things like yeah. from Scorpion discs to the Razor Scooter, the Ripstick. Rubik's Cubes. Right. When he was a kid at the Minnesota State Fair, <laughs> yeah, like, like the solutions books to Rubik's Cube, just kind of know. side peddling those. Even though the guy who like had the booth got mad, like he mm -hmm. still had that spirit and drive in him. That was yeah. cool. What do cool you guys guy. think is like your biggest takeaway? Because like, I mean, at least I knew you guys as like entrepreneur, co-presidents, co-founder buddies. So like, I don't know, like from your perspective, like what, what was one of the biggest things you took away from like his conversation with us? Uh, we should probably really quickly just explain what you had just mentioned <laughs> about like entrepreneurship, co-founder, co-president buddies, <laughs> because uh, our listeners may not understand. In high school, Levi, do you want to tell them a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, I might totally butcher this because it's been a couple, couple years since I've explained this to someone. But Nico and I, in our junior year of high school, we started a club at our high school um, called Startup Entrepreneurial Club. Um, and our goal was to create an entrepreneurial incubator at SPA because as entrepreneurs, we noticed that there was a lack of like an entrepreneurial spirit within the curriculum, within the student body. And so we really wanted to bring that to the school. Um, and our club really shaped and adapted as we met with guest speakers. We really learned from the students in our club and it really evolved from us teaching people how to start a business to more just being a really collaborative space where people can hone in the, on their entrepreneurial spirit and build a product, build a, build a, um, I guess like a simulation of a product where they could potentially bring it to the market and just have fun with it. Rashmi and our producer Aman were both in that club too. So we've got a, a nice tight-knit community here coming out of startup at our high school. I just wanted to give that context for the listeners so that they weren't thrown off by like the co-founder, <laughs> co-president, best use type thing. Uh, but yeah, no, back to your question. Um, things that stuck out, right? St stuck. Things that stuck out. Things that stuck out. Stuck. I understand English, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> stuck. Uh, yeah, so what stuck out to you, Levi? I think what really stuck out to me was, I think, I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to go back to my, I'm just going to go back to like what I said earlier is just like how creative he was in finding an 
like a niche for all of his products and yeah. how like instead of finding like uh, a need in the market that needed a long-term solution it was a need in the market that needed a six-month solution a four-month solution mm -hmm. and that's how he found his success and when i've looked at entrepreneurship i've really only seen it through gaps that have holes that need to be filled for an indefinite amount of time so this was just a totally new perspective on sort of like the time frame of bringing a product into market and how long that will last and how you capitalize on that success in the short amount of time. One thing that I thought was really interesting is how, yes, like all of the, the short-term things, but also completely unrelated to any of his entrepreneurial success and endeavors. Like he wants to be this, is, is working to become a visual artist and that there's this mm. underlying passion for art and everything he does. I thought that was really cool where like everybody knows him for having one of the most iconic children's toys of all time, in my opinion, the Razor Scooter. I actually just today, one of my friend's bikes like broke and I saw him riding a Razor Scooter to class. And then I was <laughs> walking through another one of our buildings on my way to class and there was a Razor Scooter just chilling in the hallway. It's like even now after you know, that toy was on the cover of magazines. People are still using it on college campuses and their homes, whatever. That's what he's typically known for. But the thing that's really his driver right now is visual art and doing, mm -hmm. you know, making that for himself and, and as a mode of expression and being willing to kind of break out of what everybody is used to you talking about and really be like, yes, that's something I did. It's great. Very proud of it. I still enjoy it. To this is the new thing. This is this is what I'm doing now. I think was really inspiring, and the fact that he made the jump from like law into toys and now into mm -hmm. art, those kinds of larger scale pivots, in addition to all of the smaller scale ones, I think just build into uh, a more full person than we'd see when we just see Razor and see the name Carlton Calvin. Mm. What stuck? What stuck out for you, Rashmi? I I think it, for me, the thing that stuck out the most was just how much he valued the support of his family. I think it's just like, it's always sweet to hear that. Like, it's so, it can be cliche when people are always talking about the support that's behind them, but it's such an important part of anything that you do. Like, even, even us, like, doing this podcast, like, having the support of, like, Levi and Amon and our other friends, like, it means something to have people behind you that are always there even if ideas don't look like they're going to go that far or you don't know what's going to come out of it like it's nice to know that everyone kind of still values that support around them because it's important yeah no, completely <laughs> that is a really good answer and he made sure when we asked him at the very end if there's anything else that he wanted to talk about or anything you know a question he wished uh, he would be asked at some point he brought his family back and he made mm -hmm. sure that he got them into the discussion because you're right. They're very important to him. And his and, kids, like, being a part of, like, helping with right? creating some of the ideas. Yeah. And, like, his son, like, creating, like, the entire idea for one of the products. Like, they're, it's always intertwined. It's always there, even if other people don't see it, like, initially, especially. Now, I was about to take it on a little bit of a tangent after you mentioned the, the toy that his son made. Um, Do it. Okay, so another product that he that Carlton Calvin had mentioned in our interview was this the scooter that shoots flames. And 
I fully did not believe at first that like that item existed. And then I remembered like I have seen it before. I thought it's just such an absurd idea to be in the world that it couldn't possibly be real. And then he's like, it's one of the best selling items that we've ever had. Like, that's brilliant. I want one. <laughs> but what do you think of that idea of like pushing into a territory that might seem absolutely absurd to most of the world, like giving kids scooters that shoot flames? Well, first of all, my parents never, I asked for a scooter that shot flame. My parents never got one for me. Um, so that was, that was one of the hardest parts about my childhood. Um, <laughs> well, we'll make sure to Glad we're unpacking that. Yeah, we'll relay that to Mr. Never Calvin. Never that be... shot flame. But going back to your question, and I'll be pretty brief about this, but you got to think that almost every well, a lot of successful entrepreneurs, they have to break the bound or the characteristic of what seems normal. Um, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, Steve Jobs, for example, as big figure, iPhone, no one, he revolutionized technology um, by introducing the iPhone and the iPod and look at where that is now. It's a normal part of our everyday life. And so when he like brought that idea out, it stretched, like it surpassed these things that you didn't even think needed to happen, but like entrepreneurs do it did and look at where we are now in today's society. I just like, can't society. believe. Thank you, Levi, that was really helpful. <laughs> I just can't believe like the ideas that people come up with. Like, I feel like I'm, like, sitting and thinking, and I'm like, hmm, like, if I was going to start a business, like, what would I want to, like, do? Like, what is something that's unique? And I feel like I struggle to think of things at times. And there's still, there's always things out there. There's always things that are needed. And I just like hearing from people's perspectives where they just, like, are able to come up with these ideas that you may not have been able to think of in, like, a million years. And somehow he did it every few months, and it was a hit, like, every exactly. time. I'd still... Yeah, never yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it never seemed like any of his ideas failed. Or he, like, mentioned that. So he did acknowledge that. He was like, you know, for some reason, it, like, I haven't had a whole lot of worked. that kind of hardship. It just worked out. Like, that's fantastic. No, it's, I'm trying to think of, like, the things that, yeah, really stood out to me on the absurdity scale were, like, the Scorpion, the Flame Scooter, um... I, I do wish we would have had a little more time to talk about visual art with him. I think that's something mm -hmm. that he's really passionate about that we didn't get to explore as much as, as maybe we could have. But it's, it's cool, too. We all went to the same high school. Like, Carlton Calvin is an alum of our, our high school. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my big flexes when I tell my friends that I have the guy who invented Razor Scooter went to my high school. Yeah. They're like, I, I don't care. But like, I think it's so cool. <laughs> One of the things, too, that I think is really interesting that he was talking about and how, like, Razor came to America, mm -hmm. the people were using them in Japan first. Like, mm -hmm. the Razor scooter. Like, he just brought it to our market that kind of helped it explode. Um, and the, the products that come out of Razor, you know, actually, this is something that I thought was really interesting that we haven't talked about yet. The fact that most of the products are designed for adults and then become staples in, child, like, in everybody's childhood at some point or another. Like, 
my, you know, the generation probably right before us, Razor scooters would have been really big because they were released about the time that they would have been, you know, like 10 or so when the Razor scooter came out in the early 2000s. Then the hoverboard came out like in that zone for us. They just keep releasing these things that were originally meant for adults, but become for children somehow. What do you think of that? Like the thought that the hoverboard was meant to be a serious transportation device. And now it's like kids in their socks going around their houses. I, I, I mean, I just don't remember. I don't even know if you guys were like our middle school commons when people would just like go in circles on a hoverboard, like to their locker. Like when I see things like that, I just can't even imagine them being like used by adults. And you see and all just, the like, videos online through like age. adults trying trying to like, use yeah. <laughs> like i just can't imagine it actually like i don't know it just like seems like a perfect fit for kids that just don't know what they're doing well i think even <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead i didn't want to interrupt but i was just gonna say it's interesting to see how the hoverboard was kind of like a fad for a couple years but then razor scooter has really like that staple razor scooter without not the electric one, but just the classic razor scooter mm-hmm. has stuck. Um, and it's really evolved a lot. And just like seeing like that's the product that's stuck. That's really cool to me. Yeah. I was going to mention something about the hoverboards. Just being like, I, Mr. Calvin even did mention that, you know, youth are more uh, resilient, a little more flexible, a little more bouncy than Slow. adults. And he had acknowledged that when you run a business on wheels, like literally the whole business is centered around wheels, it's natural that accidentally children become better at using those devices than mm-hmm. adults just because they have a little more capacity to fall and get back up or to smack their ankle with a razor scooter and then get back up. Uh, yeah. No, I think, Rashmi, I'm glad we asked that question, that you asked that question. It have you ever hurts. heard? Th- it literally hurts it, so much. It hurts so much. It's like. So you, clearly you both had so like many- taken a razor oh, to the ankle. So many yeah. times. So many times. It's horrible. It's like, it's, you know, when you like stub your toe. Yeah. And it like takes a second for you to realize like the pain. Oh, like imagine yeah. that, but like times like 100, like you like have a second and then it's just like, it's also in your ankle. It's a really, it's a really bad spot. There's but no we still love razor scooters. They're still, they're I still, still fun. Mine. Oh yeah. I have a pink so, razor scooter still. Oh, you have a pink one. Mm-hmm. Do you have, uh, do you have people who like use scooters on your college campus? Like the electric yes. ones? Yes. Oh, those are, those are something else. I've almost. Like they've hit me almost hit me so many times and like yeah. and it's oh like always the athletes. It's always the athletes. <laughs> okay, always, here always a lot of people race. use scooters here. Like our athletes use these we call them like Bowser bikes. <laughs> like or, or like what? like Donkey Kong. You know like in, in Mario Kart when like Donkey Kong or Bowser is like riding a little motorcycle? Oh right. So the, there are a bunch of athletes who have these bikes where the wheels are only like m- maybe less than a foot in diameter. Like they're tiny wheels with a tiny little seat. So it's this giant, like a football player 
but on a tiny <laughs> little electric bike that you can like fold up and like carry with you. But it's just so funny to see sometimes. You're talking about. Yeah, you just but, yeah. see like a 300 pound linebacker. He's just on this little bike and you don't understand how it's supporting all his weight. <laughs> You're like, this is the greatest thing I've seen all day. It makes you yeah. die and there's nothing better. And then occasionally you'd see the reverse where it's like a giant bike and a small person. Small person, yeah. Yeah. We're like, they're on a bike with thick tires, fully electric, and they're just like going, you know, zooming down. And then, yeah, you have your, your Bowser bikes. <laughs> Yeah, someone on our campus, we got like this notification from our campus police saying someone was stealing students' electric scooters on campus. And everyone was like, this is like the hero we didn't need. Like everyone was coming back. <laughs> everyone's everyone getting hit by these, by these scooters, like these electric really? scooters. Every day. You like you're walking and then they just like fly by you, like an inch to spare. Because they just try like, to inch through everyone. Like they just don't really care if you're in the way. Like they'll just make oh, yeah. their own way. They can pancake you like to spare it. <laughs> you're not the ones who are going to get hurt. Like they're not the ones who are going to get hurt when they hate you. But when they hate you, when they hit you, when they hate you, hate you, you hate you. I was like, wow, that's a lot of targeting for someone on a scooter you've never met. Um, no, I'm trying to think of with like all of the things that we talked with Carlton Calvin about, one of the biggest themes that came out was that idea of rolling with the punches and looking ahead to see something new that you could act on, right? Because he had a knack for finding these trends early before they were too big to be oversaturated. Um, and that always, when he mentioned that he did that, like, how do you do that? Like, I want to know so that I can also mm-hmm. do that. Um, in Nico, your I lives. think you can do that. I think. Well, Nico, let Nico, me pose a you question can definitely for you. Do that. Let me pose a question yeah, for you. Yeah, Nico, yeah, yeah. And for you, Rashmi. Okay. What is the next trend? What is the next trend? Anything but. Yeah, the good answer. Good answer. I'm manifesting it. No, that's a great answer. Um, what is the next trend? This is this is how you're going to capitalize on it. Flip phones. Probably, Ooh. actually. A return to more analog devices. I think the world is getting so oversaturated with technology that a lot of people are starting to like get so overstimulated, so overwhelmed by the readiness of all of the devices and how frequently you're bombarded with everything all at once that being able to strip some of that away and return to a more simplistic form of some technology, at least might Mm -hmm. be on the horizon. Like I hear of my friends, you know, deleting social media apps, like withdrawing from technology because there are components of it that are negatively impacting their mental health. So I could see a a shift like that, like our, our teacher in high school who only had a flip phone because they didn't like any sort of, technology uh or didn't like over technologifying their life wait who yeah, yeah. can we say this i i don't want to i don't like calling <laughs> people out i don't like calling people out no we, we'll leave that for another time but no I, I i think something like that something more analog might be on the horizon 
Interesting. That's a that's a really interesting observation. Oh, I like that answer. Thank you. What about you? What do you think the next trend is? Cool. You know, your your answer kind of inspired me, and this is the first thing I thought Aww. of, just about people kind of moving away. And it was a trend. It's always been an underlying trend. But reading. Furby is. I think. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think reading is going to make a comeback just because people need to, like, and I think I've been transitioning to reading. I know it's a. Oh, no, no, okay. I don't know. It's, it's, but I think, I think we went through, we're going through a phase where reading, like, I, I feel like books have become obsolete um, oh. in some way, but I think there's such a great outlet where I found that they are that I could see. And I have friends who are kind of, kind of, some of my best friends are like, we're talking about books instead of TikTok trends now. And so like, I could see that being a new trend, but I don't know how you would capitalize on that because the Kindle already exists and so many book platforms, but maybe a new way I to read. I still like a paper book. I still like a paper book. Me too. <laughs> like, I find it weird to just like swipe through my pages. Um, like I have, yeah, books here so many on my shelf that I just haven't read, haven't read. And I, read. I'm telling myself I will read at some point, but mm -hmm. I think you're right. Even like a lot of my friends too have been talking about reading. I think to your point of books becoming obsolete, like an encyclopedia has become obsolete because yeah. Google, right? Yep. Google has just taken everything and putting it, putting it, has put it in one place. Uh, <laughs> um, but things like creative storytelling, things that are more personal narratives, more creative nonfiction, I think that's harder to just get on Google, right? Like you it can is. get knowledge, but you can't necessarily yeah. just get stories. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, I guess like where my point is like, books have kind of become obsolete. It's like the idea where people are finding entertainment in other sources. Which isn't Definitely. inherently a bad thing, but I think there's more meaning in finding and reading. But I don't know. I don't know how that would be a new trend. Why? That was just... Why do you think? I'm curious. Why do you think there's more meaning in in learning? Cool. More meaning in reading. <laughs> Make me unpack this new guff. Uh, yeah. Like, I guess, like, this is a good question. I think when we look at like audiovisual media these days, like for now, and just on social media, it really feels like, I don't know, through short clips, like there's a lot less room for interpretation and personal exploration within some short, like a majority of short videos, YouTube videos, whatever. Um, and you can't get that with a 15 second video, but you can get that with a 300 page creative novel. And these are all my opinions. Um, and I'm a pretty slow reader, so it takes me a while to get through books, but I enjoy getting through them slowly. Um, but I, I'm, that was my answer, but I don't know how you'd make that into a new fad or trend, but maybe that, that's the entrepreneurial. Bring back the snuggie for the new wave of reading. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Book related question. What's the best book you've read lately? Open it up to the floor. I have not read a book in like three years. <laughs> I think I bought Bridgerton. Not even for class? No. I bought Bridgerton at okay. the airport. Um, and then I read like 20 pages and I got bored of it because <laughs> I'd already watched the TV show. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that is fair. Okay. Well, I, you should like maybe try reading again because I also just, <laughs> <laughs> so I did not. <laughs> wow. So I have books. I literally have books here. I just have not like, I haven't I just... had the time to sit down and read them. See, there was this presentation or something that I listened to recently um, about the student mindset around busyness and how we're just calling ourselves busy. We aren't actually busy. Like when we look at the time that we actually need to spend on things. I really disagree with that. Like we're just I disagree, creating. I disagree with that, Nico. I'm going to be That's honest. Like, I love the inspiration. Okay. Continue, continue. No, I want to hear more. No, it's okay. It's okay. It, it's okay. I was more so just getting... The, the point I was getting towards was the idea of making time where you can realize, like, oh, instead of scrolling through TikTok or if you're uh, an old man like me, YouTube Reels sometimes, or uh, YouTube Shorts and I'm Instagram on Reels. I'm on YouTube, YouTube. Shorts. Um, then put that phone down, pick up a book. That was my inspiration for the day. I want to do that. Like, I'll be scrolling on TikTok, and I just, like, keep scrolling, and I, like, I'm not really finding any joy in this, and I just keep scrolling, because, like, every, like, 100 videos, there's, like, one that's, like, especially good. Or if you like enough, like, for example, I've been liking a lot of Avatar edits, so if you just, like, (laughs) like a bunch of them, then your whole page is just that video. And you can just, like, sit and scroll through them. So I'm now officially calling on TikTok to make a mode where the only thing they show are anything but videos. So that the only but thing the you can scroll. Avatar edits are really good. Okay. Well, that's cool. You're right. You know, it's, it's an open creator community. We can't, we, can't, we can't close it in. Um, the only reason TikTok is on my phone is so that I can post for our, our anything but the thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the scrolling. My scrolling... Like I said, it's on YouTube Shorts. I, YouTube, it's so much better than TikTok. But that means I get to like all the trend two or three weeks late. Because yeah. like it takes three weeks for it to make it from TikTok to YouTube. <laughs> so I'll send my friends something like, oh yeah, I saw that like weeks ago. I'm like, okay. Why right, YouTube and not like Instagram Reels? YouTube just knows me better. I try not to do a lot of scrolling, to be fair. But when I do, it just depends on where I am. You got it. I don't like open my phone and go, let me go look at YouTube shorts. Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Leave. So I open up YouTube because it's just a natural habit of mine. And then the first thing that pops up is... That's how they get you. Well, it's just I turn on my phone and somehow it's there. Like, I don't know how it happens. Like when you zone out while you're driving and you just appear somewhere? That's never happened to me. Really? No. 
Oh. Wait. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I guess that's a different problem to unpack later. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, sometimes I just, somehow YouTube just turns on and the first thing that it shows me, because it knows me too well, it's, do you want to watch YouTube real? And it's about something I'm really into. And then I watch it. And then I like get out of like this trance and like 20 minutes later, I'm like, what did I just, I just wasted 20 minutes of my life, but yeah. I love it. Well, okay. So now that we've established that like Rashmi doesn't read. <laughs> Would you like to defend yourself? I mean, that's like literally I have so much reading for tomorrow and I just haven't done any of it. So it's like, okay, it's not totally far off. So, okay, so you read just oh, not for fun in. anymore. No, I also don't read for my academics either. Okay. Cool. I just try to find cool. videos. I just like, I cannot read anymore. I think I'm also just like, I need to be able to read like in general. Like I think my, since I stopped reading for fun, I also have just been so bad at reading like academic books even too. Like I can't mm -hmm. even comprehend things, even if they're just like the most basic reading. I like have to like, I can't even focus. Yeah. Because it's just like not interesting. Wouldn't it be what, easier what? if we had flip phones? All right. I had a flip phone for one summer because my parents took my phone away for the whole summer. So I just had a flip phone. It was actually quite peaceful. What, what were you, you going to say, Levi? I was curious. Like, what are you studying now, Rashmi? Because we haven't caught up in a while. You don't it's know. Like all over the place. I'm. I think Perfect. I'm studying anthropology and human biology. Ooh. <laughs> I've never taken an anthro class until this semester, but generally just medicine stuff. My major is just like, I don't even know. I didn't know you were doing environmental stuff. I am. I found a passion and I'm going with it. So That's I'm enjoying it. it. So. But we'll see how it goes. I had a, you know, had my major crisis, but. But you pushed through it. We're here now. Pushed it happens. And I'm here. Yeah. Nico, did you have a major crisis or did you just kind of stick with it? A mini yet. one. A little bit. Did we talk about this, Levi? No, we didn't. No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I had a mini one and then I decided to take a different path because I didn't want to take five quarters of math that I haven't taken yet. Oh, we didn't. It's, it's not that I hate math. It's just, I am more passionate about other things that I'd rather spend my time doing those other things than learning math that I need to get a check on a like a, a major sheet okay. instead of what I might actually be applying to the things I want to do. Um, so true. But while we're, I think, one of the most valuable things about reading, I'm, bring, I'm coming back to the reading discussion for bring a quick second. Because bring it back, me, Joe. I'm bring on a little back. bit of a reading tick right now, and I've been trying to build my reading list like we did in middle school when we had to do like our reading log, you know? It'd be like, I started this book on this day, I finished this book on this day. I lied on many that. pages oh, long. You did? You did? Oh, I never read in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the well, last I time I properly like read a lot. Uh, I, yeah, to be fair, Rashmi, I can't talk about like not reading because the last time I picked up a book besides like January 1st was, I didn't even know how long ago. So 
Anyway, that's beside the point. I was going to ask Levi, you haven't answered yet about the book, best book recently. Best book recently. For um, you. Well, I can give you my favorite book of all time. Okay, um, let's go for it. Uh, and then I can show you the book. I'm, well, I'm reading a book now that my friend gave to me for a secret snowman that we did in our little apartment that I just Aww. started two nights ago. It's called Underland. And it's supposed to be about kind of, it's a, I don't know if it's like a nonfiction book, but it's kind of discusses like what's really underneath our feet, because that's something that isn't explored yet. So could be cool. Interesting. Thought I'd like it. So, uh, so I'm reading that I get through like three pages a night and then I fall asleep. Relatable. Um, so, uh, my favorite book of all time. It's by Ocean Wong. It's called On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous. Uh, shout out to the high school teacher who gave that as a class uh, assignment book um, because that is my favorite book of all time. And I haven't you found You can anything. name drop them. That's okay. Uh, Dr. If you want Womanhold. to. Dr. Womanhold. Oh, shout out Dr. Womanhold. Shout out Dr. Womanhold. 100%. We're shouting out Dr. Um, Womanhold. Thank you for showing me the coolest book ever. Um, I rave about it all my friends. So. Aw. Dr. Womanhold's the best. I never it's took not... a class with her. You missed out. I know. You really did. But I don't know that anybody listening right now needs to know about our, our high school English curriculum. All you need to know is I had Dr. Womanholm for four years. It was fantastic. She's a fantastic teacher. Um, and she's also a poet. Shout and a good Dr. one with Wallman. that. Hopefully she Shout out Dr. Womanholm. Oh, I'm going to send her the link. As soon as this is live, you better believe we're going to be promoting it nice. directly to her. Nice. <laughs> uh, but no, I think we're, we're coming to the end of our time here. Do you have any questions that you want to lay on us, Levi? We've kind of been asking some questions any question um, anything sure i have a question um, okay what did what did you eat for breakfast this morning or lunch if that was your breakfast i'm just curious me okay it's my dad's birthday and he was here this morning oh. so i got a pecan crusted french toast Ooh. It was so good. It was like sounds, one of the best French I've ever had. Unreal. That sounds really good. That yeah. Was I had a banana and uh great. Like chocolate caramel protein shake thing. And that was my nice. breakfast before my class and then I went to lunch. After that. What about you? Uh bagel cream cheese and a granola bar so solid pretty you can't beat a bagel and some schmear bagel and some schmear schmear yeah <laughs> anyway now that rashmi is giving us a weird face that might mean it's time to wrap it up uh so on the note of schmear and bagels and i guess dr womanholm too the <laughs> levi thanks for joining us this was a good time thank you for having me too. really appreciate it uh, Rashmi, anything to, to say before we close it out? No. Nope. Cool. Okay. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, thanks everybody for listening. We're going to wrap it up here. 
But this was the Anything But After Show, and we'll see you soon. Anything But was created by Rashmi Ravindran and Nicholas Leepens with original music by Caleb Liu.